whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships. I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Ageless. So it is just Kit and Cynthia today, and I really wanted to do an episode about the changing fashion industry right now because I know there are a lot of people that follow both you and I um, and listen to the podcast that are probably interested in working in fashion or work in fashion already or have some interest in the garment industry, clothing, style, etc. And I think it is, you know, the fashion industry is at such like a tipping point right now with everything that's going on in the world. Um, And you have maintained your business for such a long time and grown it to a global scale and um, I guess maybe we can just talk about your team and how things have changed um, more recently and kind of how you guys are navigating the world right now. Yeah, I, I have been doing this a long time and even though It doesn't really seem like that to me, but it has been a really long time. And I've been through a lot of ups and downs in the in the industry and in, you know, our economy. Um, September 11th, um, the 2008 uh, crash. You know, I I, I don't know if it's, you know, I'm a little bit scrappy. I'm a little bit of a hustler, but um, somehow, you know, I kind of like rally when these kind of things happen. I mean, this is extreme. This is a doozy. You know, this is something that it, it's almost unimaginable what's happening and how fast our world changed. And, you know, what was happening on, at, on, on the first week in, in the first week in March is totally different than where we are right now. And that's not that long ago. So... It's always been something that I I thought was really important is is to be nimble and to be able to listen to the world and what people are saying and how and what's happening and and culturally and economically and politically and you know listening to all of that and and reacting and not and you know not taking anything for granted you know I think that. Um, The business of being a designer can be very self-absorbed and uh, self-aggrandizing and, and, you know, you, you feel like, well, what I have to say is, is more important than anything else. And no, it's not at all like that. And I think right now we're, we're here to um, be as creative as possible be as collaborative as possible, stay curious. Um, but to also, we're here to serve the needs of the people that 
can actually uh, participate in fashion right now. Well, I I do want to dive into your team and what that really looks like right now, but I know you said in March things looked very different than they do now. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, I mean, I don't think we saw this coming. Not like this. Not, I don't know, you know. I mean, we thought it was going to be two weeks. Everyone did. Well, I mean, I don't want to sound naive about it, but I guess, you know, I, I think we didn't think we would be, it would be such a tragic situation like it is. And definitely there was panic that set in. And, you know, I remember the the weekend of March 13th, I had the car filled with boxes and we were going out to Montauk to set up the store early because it seemed so that the season, you know, I was so optimistic about what was going to happen. And it became apparent within 24 hours Mm -hmm. that there's no way that store is opening and there's no way that, you know, life or my business would ever be the same. Mm -hmm. And... And how have you pivoted? I mean, it was a slap in the face. Like, it was a total panic but what's you know the most important thing as a as a founder is don't panic um and you know I I wanted I was concerned about my team and I wanted to make sure that everyone would be okay and on the and and on the flip flip side I knew that many of their jobs were not going to survive um So pretty early on, rather than postpone the inevitable, you know, certain certain positions that were either event based or retail based, it became I was I knew immediately like those people had to be furloughed. And and I also wanted them to have the benefit of, you know, whatever uh, government subsidies were were available to them, so I was like, early on, this is here's the plan, mm-hmm. and we pared down to the smallest, most productive team that that we that we could just barely get things done, and everybody worked so hard, and and rather than, you know, people are cutting salaries. I tried to combine um, two positions into one and give someone the opportunity to work really hard but have the benefit of, you know, their 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 salary. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does the team look like now? Well, I mean, the biggest change, I think, is retail with all our stores being shuttered temporarily you know, n- none of that is is around anymore. But we have started curbside pickup in Montauk now, just just now, and um, 
some of our California stores. So, you know, we're doing our best and that, and that just means that, you know, those store managers are in there maybe two hours a day mm-hmm. packing and, and, and providing curbside pickup. Um, so I guess like going back to what, you know, what, what I was saying about remaining creative during this time, which is not easy. But to me, the creative process is intrinsically optimistic. You're creating something that you think is going to be amazing when it's done. And, uh, you know, part of that process then is the idea, the vision, the execution, and then the final um, delivery of that of that idea to your audience and I think most importantly on my team was to to have that the creative and the production part of it mm-hmm. intact and really pumping. And we're working three, four times as hard as ever before. But it, I think it's the only way that we are able to introduce new products. And I think that's really, it's really important for me to, uh, as a company, we only produce small quantities of things and to eliminate as much waste as possible. We sell through when it's done, it's done. Um, And all of our surf and swim is made sustainably. And so all those things are important, but what that does is, you know, it creates this, kind of crazy, almost chaotic um, necessity for coming up with ideas, finding some, you know, a way to execute and then, you know, sending it through the, the, the process of going online, getting shot, doing, you know, and all those things now are harder than ever before, but we our supply chain has remained intact and thank god for that because uh, you know these are people these are partners that we've worked with for a really long time and they know our you know they know the dna of our products so we're able to communicate now you know digitally we're all communicating nobody is going to an office we're just like doing as much as we can and trying to be as innovative, but also relevant to what's happening. So, you know, we're obviously not making party dresses, you know? Yeah, jeans. Yeah. yeah. Thank God we we almost sold through all our heels mm-hmm. right before this. And, uh, you know, we just... We ha- we we are not making anymore. So um, yeah, we just there's certain things that I just think for a really long time are not gonna. There, it just doesn't apply to our lives now in in the new world. So you know things like caftans and comfy like cotton pieces that can be washed. And not dry cleaned. Like, mm-hmm. think about, you know, really thinking about that. I mean, right the first week on Monday, the March 16th, we started making masks and we 
gave the pattern to people and you know posted it so that everyone can make their own now we're making masks and and it's just listening to what's happening and i think masks is an interesting point to to touch on because in the first few weeks there was a little bit of a backlash in the fashion industry and like online about designers making masks and this is just like an example of how the attitude has changed because now it's just like everyone everyone's making masks and it is it the mask has become now part of our culture so I think it is an opportunity to test out new products and see what's most relevant to your audience right now something to think about also is like how have you increased because retail is pretty much at a halt right now I know you started doing curbside but how have you been strategizing for e-commerce and that whole world and like increasing your e-commerce presence and social presence I don't know if it's because our retail stores are, you know, are not open, but our e-com sales are up over our monthly 2019 numbers. Thank God. Knock wood. But That's amazing. Yeah, I, I think it's just, you know, we are continuing to um, create new products try to fill the need of people that, I mean, we're making, we're going to introduce yoga mats and, and weights, ankle and wrist weights, just because everyone's working out at home and things, we're starting to make little pretty napkins, cloth napkins, because people are eating at home. And, you know, if that can add a little joy to your life, you know, I think that's, that's great. We have um, new partnerships with um, Zenny Optical and making blue light blockers because that's people are spending so much time on their screens. And um, you know, it's just we we introduced um, these washable rugs with a company called Ruggable because we had it in in the works. And you know, a lot of people are saying no they they don't want to introduce new product during this time but our partners were really um bullish and said you know let's do this because it makes sense that that you might want an affordable rug you might want affordable eyewear you might uh want uh, some home gym workout equipment and we we just are continuing to do that and you can't just stop you know you can't just stop because the world feels a little bit like it's on pause because the only way to maintain a business is to continue to innovate and to continue to you know ignite that creative spark um so maybe you can talk a little bit about how you've been staying creative during this time because honestly it's it's really hard. Like, what does that look like for you? I mean, a lot. Most of the day is spent 
with logistical things, you know, really just trying to push forward and and get, uh, you know, have all the wheels turning at the same time. And, um, and then, you know, but there is, you have, I, I feel like I never was the type of designer that sits down and says, you know, okay, here's this photograph. I'm going to be inspired by, um, this object or this story or this, you know, it always was more of a collection of visual ideas and, um, you know, sort of a collage of many different references put through my own filter of the pretty meets sporty kind of uh, DNA that our brand does. But I don't know. I think it's important to have some like crazy ideas. Like right now I'm trying to figure out how I can make really beautiful smelling smelling soap with beautiful wrappers. And um, I'm trying to figure out how, I don't know. I, I wish I could make alcohol because that seems like everybody's fine. <laughs> Gin, tequila, vodka, I don't know. Um, but. I just think, you know, it is a time to just roll the dice and try something because you really have nothing to lose. Um, but it's kind of, and it's also fun to like come up with something like, oh, I never thought about this. Maybe we should try it, you know? Have you ever experienced a creative rut and how did, how do you get out of it? I don't know if it's really what I would call a rut. But I think when, if I'm having trouble imagining something or telling that story or like visualizing something, then it's not authentic and it's, it's, we shouldn't be doing it. You know, I think the only times I really get stumped are when, you know, it's something that maybe just isn't right for us. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the ideas, the ideas are the fun part. You know, it's like getting the freaking thing made. That's hard, you know, but the ideas are, are easy and, and fun. I mean, there's nothing more fun than like getting together, even if it's on Zoom and brainstorming creative ideas and then catting it, sending it. We all send stuff back and forth and Jessica, who's been on the pod early on, um, you know, she's she's working in her home with her young, with her two-year-old child, and she's, you know, cranking stuff out, and it's amazing, and sending things back and forth, and... Um, on conference calls <laughs> with, like, little play times in the background. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all part, it's, everything's, everything's okay now. It's okay to be, have your kid in the background. It's okay to be, you know, out taking a walk and doing a a business call. It's okay, like, it's all okay. I think that going back to creativity and trying to stay creative during this time, a really important part of staying creative for me is making sure that my mental health is 
on track. And I think if you like that, that's step one. That's baseline for me. Yeah. So getting my mental health to baseline is a crucial step in staying creative. So I guess it's like maybe it's a catch 22 because your mental health helps you be creative, but your creativity is what's feeding your your mental health. Like how are you what are you doing to stay creative? Like there are times that I feel stuck and that's okay. I think that we are so hard on ourselves also and like I constantly feel like I have to be doing something, creating something, whatever. But honestly, right now, like, I'm doing my best. And I feel like a lot of people feel like that, too. And it's, like, being realistic and being, like, okay, if I cross one thing off my to-do list today, that's, like, a huge accomplishment. It's, that's okay. That's enough, you know? And I think that it's been a really I've had to really like reflect on how my own coping mechanisms because I love to distract myself when things aren't so great so having to sit with myself for the first time probably in my entire life has been really hard but I think that having creative outlets like making videos doing this podcast taking photos that sort of thing has helped me because I need both distraction and that time to reflect so it's like balancing it's balancing those two worlds and I guess it's sort of like it's sort of like in business you have to balance the commerce side of things with the creative and that's something that you know it it's so important in the fashion industry because it is this it's this you know people get into fashion people become designers because of that first creative impetus but at the end of the day you have to sell clothes and it's something that I realized from doing my own brand that like I wanted to, when I started, like, I wanted to do women's wear. I wanted to create pretty dresses and all of this stuff. But I realized, wow, people just, people really like the artist collaborations that I was doing. People want simple hoodies because, oh, that's great. Now they they have access to the contemporary art world in the form of an affordable hoodie. You know, they can have a million dollar painting in their own closet somebody my age who would definitely not be able to afford a million dollar painting so it's realizing that maybe those things like you have the to start you need the creative impetus but to carry through for years and years and years like you have you need to also have the commerce side And that is what I think makes fashion so hard because I think a lot of people go in having 
either one of those but it really is like a yin and yang sort of situation that you need for long-term success i think it's really important to maintain a sense of fantasy i think that's the hardest part now to to maintain because you know we have no, we have no idea what the future holds so it's hard to being creative is is dreaming you know having a dream or a fantasy about the situation you're going to be in, the change of environment that you're going to be in wearing this thing. And I mean, we're not changing our environments. We're too afraid to think about too far into the future. Am I an optimist? 100%. Do I think it's it's we're going to be okay? Yeah. A hundred percent. But what that looks like, I have no idea, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's hard to be creative without having, being able to envision, you know, this fantasy of where you're going to be. I hate to say, I don't, I don't think there are practical tools for creativity like there are for business. Like for business, there's there's things that you can suggest for people. Like mm-hmm. what like what would you say for an entrepreneur, a fat like somebody in the fashion industry who's either an entrepreneur now has their own business or wants to do that for someone starting out. I mean, I think you know supply chain, uh, an idea that is original and relevant number one number two supply chain make sure that if the demand is overwhelming you can meet the demand um distribution and logistics how are you getting it out to your audience um and then a marketing campaign whatever that looks like to you paid organic some combination, Mm -hmm. um, those are the things I think that are most important. And you can kind of plug in almost anything from beauty to, um, you know, food and beverage to anything. Masks. Masks. um, My friend just actually started a mask company in quarantine, which is pretty cool. Genius. Um, Yeah, but I guess – you know, those, those, see, there is like, there are some ingredients that you can kind of plug in and for the commerce side of things that make sense and are kind of tried and true ingredients to growing and scaling a business. But on the creative side, like, I wonder if there are any practical tools to get into that mindset for creativity. Well, you know what's what I think is hard being a designer and working from home. I I'm the kind of creative person that I I love to sew, I love to draw, I love to cut a piece of fabric and drape it on a form and and you know make that two-dimensional thing into a three-dimensional thing and you know that whole process feeling fabrics, looking at fabrics I love all that. That's not how we're 
working anymore. Mm -hmm. It's much more of a digital, you know, kind of like how can we use our foundation of references, our historical references, like, and how do we reimagine those, you know? So we have a vocabulary of fabrics, of, you know, uh, trims, embroidery, you know, processes that we use and fit, you know, I'm, I'm like specking and fitting things on myself and then grading it. And, you know, it's not easy. Um, but maybe it's a little bit more efficient and I think ultimately less wasteful. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we were, we're sending, uh, you know, packages back and forth, whether, you know, no, whatever it is, you know, samples and, and, and probably shooting in a more elaborate way in our studios than we really need to, you know, we did our first e-com shoot with our photographer, William, that we've worked with for years in the company, a model and me Mm -hmm. all wearing masks all wearing gloves um all socially distant and sanitizing everything the model had no we had no hair and makeup and you know what it looks beautiful and I'm so happy and it's just everybody was very every it was a very positive happy experience and and we made stuff to girls to shoot at home too yeah we i i sent um a package of swim to my friend anna in mexico and she shot on a friend of hers there same thing just the two of them on the beach masks gloves and mm-hmm. the photographs are beautiful mm-hmm. i think i mean for me a huge part of getting into the creative space is talking it out and I think that's something that you do so well with your team and that I see you doing all day with you know your creative director Jessica with the whole team is like talking to others about your maybe it's like the start of an idea and then being able to talk about that idea with a team is what allows it to snowball into, you know, a finalized product or a sample or whatever it is, a prototype. Like getting into a practical skill for me in getting into the creative mindset is talking it out. And I feel like that's something that you guys 100%. do so well. It's collaboration. Yeah. It's the most important thing right now that we can do is to be super be very present in our thinking and short term we're not doing anything that is is more than 3 months out mm-hmm. you know just we're just not thinking about that we're only thinking in terms of 3 month windows i think something that i've been exploring more in this time is manifestation and how the power of saying things out loud and you know part of that collaboration and speaking with your team and getting your ideas out there is 
it's a process of manifestation. It's saying, hey, let me, you know, say this tiny little idea that I had. Like the other day I was like, you know, a dream of mine would be to do something in the food and beverage space at some point. And then we started talking about it and it started to snowball into something real. And I think that that's such an important part of the creative process that can sometimes get lost in this time when we're spending more time alone. And so having a little spark of an idea and talking to others about it who also share a creative mindset is is the key to, you know, creating a final product um, and manifesting manifesting your your thoughts into a reality. It feels right now like nothing is possible and everything is possible. Mm-hmm. And and that's, you know, that's the kind of scary part right now. And so it's like also a time that the the voices from your audience and from your customers are so meaningful because it's like that is what you know, you're going to have to adapt to what what people want and create within the wants and needs of your community right now and really foster that that relationship between brand and customer that I think has never really existed before. It's like going take the designers have gone from being the, you know, dictating what's what taste makers. Yeah, and dictating what fashion should be mm-hmm. and it's now completely flipped mm-hmm. the other way and the audience is saying you know this is what we want mm-hmm. and we're listening and and then how can I be original mm-hmm. in that thought mm-hmm. and that's we're trying our best it's really honestly I can it's all we can do we're mm-hmm. really 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 working very hard and trying our best so yeah and we it. are both you know, we're both just so, so grateful to be able to create right now and to have you guys to listen and to have both of our audiences online and our customer bases and all of that. So at the end of the day, we're just, we're so grateful for you guys. So, um, yeah, I hope this was helpful. Um, I think that for anyone who wants to work in the fashion industry or, their role in the fashion industry is kind of changing right now. Um, this is a little helpful insight to maybe what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and yeah, so love you guys and we'll see you in two weeks. All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening.